You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Rose. What's up? Well, I'm kind of trying to breathe because we just finished uh, our amazing class at Pantheacon 2018. Oh my God, it's 2018. And I know. I'm like sitting right next to you. I can poke you. I know. This doesn't happen very often. We're normally I'm doing this via her. Skype. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah. All right. So anywho, um, had a great time. We had some lovely people. And then we got invited to come do this recording. And we're doing this live from Pantheacon in the Divination Suite, hosted by Fred and John. Woo! That's right. We have a live studio audience. Woo! This is Saturday what Saturday night live except it's Sunday night live. Sunday night live. <laughs> so welcome everybody and welcome listeners who are going to be listening to this in a future week from now. We are so glad you guys all came and are excited and we are so thankful you came. Yes, we are. <laughs> and this is our process. Yeah, welcome, so welcome to, to podcasting. Um, so some of the things you guys brought up when we were all discussing, well, what are we going to talk about before we get yes. here? Well, I'm going to give you a list, and then we'll get through to some of them. The first thing we were tasked with was uh, tarot spells, mm-hmm. um, talking about the Major Arcana dating app, and then some other uh, things that are going on in pop culture and how that intersperses with tarot. Mm-hmm. But before we get started with that, we're going to ask some of the audience, and you can state your name, and then tell us what divination class you found at the event, not ours, that could be last, uh, that was exciting to you and inspiring mm-hmm. to you. So we'll start over here. If you want to, raise your hand. Okay. Or just well, nope, 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 nope. Oh. All right, go for it. Your name. Uh, my name is Fred. Hi, Fred. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gentlemen, he's taken. (laughs) This is true. Uh, So the one that I found really interesting and enjoyable was rejuvenating the royal road. It was done by Thalassa Therese, Mm -hmm. who is the madam, the Thalassaraptor, the mm, creator of the Bay Area Tarot Symposium. Um, and her views on being a modern-day oracle about polluting the groundwater of consensus reality and what it means to be a, an oracle in the modern world, which is always a lot of fun to watch her squirrel and drivel on and, and just carry away for an hour and a half. So, What was the one takeaway you had that was surprising to you? Part of it is that what we do as diviners is even more important now Uh, in times of political and economic difficulty, uh, that our job is even more important to society than at any other time. Nice. Thank you. Wow. Okay, anybody else want to share? Okay, let's start with you. uh, What's your name again? Jordan. I'm I'm John. Hi, John. And I didn't have a divination class on the main program. I'm really going to talk about that we had a really fun divination class in the divination suite led by our own Jamie. And it was really a lot of fun to learn how to play with two decks, Ah. either a tarot and an oracle or two oracle decks, just to learn how to layer your readings and to layer information so that you could uh, get additional information from a different resource other than the, the one tarot deck or the one oracle deck. And it was a lot of fun, and a lot of, we had a really nice-sized class, and a lot of people had a lot of fun doing it. 
that was fun. Thank you, Jamie. Oh, thank you for what's, coming. Okay, I'm going to ask, what surprised you for yourself, just for yourself? How well the layering between the two different systems worked together to support the answers to the questions. And John used two Oracle decks because he doesn't do tarot. So that was surprising to me that my class works for you know multiple Oracle decks as well as tarot. Nice. Who's next? Uh, I'm Karen. Hi, Hi Karen. Karen. Hi, Karen. I'm a Pisces Cancer guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am wishy-washy with all the feels. Okay. Um, you know, and I took Tiffany Lazic, Lazic, or Lazic, Lazic is uh, her name, and she taught a class called Oum, Wisdom of the Whispering Trees. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I've recently begun my study of the Oum, uh, maybe a year ago, and so I was very excited to see this class on the program, and uh, so went in, and it was uh, more of an academic study than kind of a hands-on practicum. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was just as well, because sometimes if, it, you know, the classes here get big and it gets a little unwieldy um, if you're trying to actually do a casting or something like yeah. that. But uh, she was so informative with not only what the OM are, what the staves are, but the history of them and uh, how far back they go, how far back even uh, they go without any sort of, we're, we're guessing, in right. other words. We don't really, we have... Um, the actual own stones that date back to maybe the 5th or 6th century CE, but there's no written information about them until maybe the 14th century. So we've got to do some quick arithmetic in between, you know, what, 900 years or something of practice using the own mm-hmm. and nobody, it's not, it's an oral tradition. And it's one of the bigger ones that you'll find is as an oral tradition. Yes, so yeah, yes. interesting. Okay. Anybody else want to share a class that they took? So somebody else raised their hand, I saw. Oh, I could. Okay, uh, you, then, then you. What's your name? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Anne. I'm an Aries from uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, so I took two classes on terror and divination, terror and pop culture, and I don't remember the other name, but it was a basic on how to read the cards without knowing all the cards. And mm-hmm. so what I found really interesting is that there's so many different ways you can look at the deck, inter- lay it out, read it, and still come up with answers that actually work and really tell the story of what's going on. In the Terra and Pop Culture class, we had three different groups do maps of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And there were three very different layouts, layouts mm-hmm. uh, from like a three-card spread, which was my group, to a, I think a six and an eight. About that, yeah. Yeah, and it was just very interesting and eye-opening, so. And what surprised you, you think? That I actually bought a deck. Oh, nice, all right. And then your name? Hi, I go by Ghost. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> um, I was really, in, I've always been interested in divination in general, just because uh, I have a gift that's specific to my culture. But the class that I found really interesting was divination prophecy and oracular mm-hmm. vision. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more deconstruction concepts uh, between divination, uh, oracle, and um, prophecy. I felt like it was really amazing how he broke it down into like sometimes it's not even sort of like our like our sixth sense it's even uh sometimes just a matter of observation and like empirical evidence that we don't even realize that we're doing because we love overanalyzing the situation that's true <laughs> um, awesome. and i would have really loved to go to the pop culture tarot 
because I was too busy defining the future via astrology, by the way. Okay. <laughs> astrology is a wonderful, wonderful tool. You can put your tarot and your astrology together. It does happen. So, wow. Okay. So it sounds like you guys got a lot of opportunities to try different divination uh, options um, and different classes and things. Something that you guys brought up that you wanted to talk about was how to use tarot and spell work. I don't know. How, how do you do that, Jamie? Well, I do a lot of things. Sometimes I'll draw cards that have a particular intent. Um, I tend to like the term intention instead of spells because, for me, a spell is trying to harness a power or a thing, a desire, a goal to your life, or it can be pushing a challenge away from you, something, an obstacle, something you don't want. So tarot's got 78 cards full of goals and energies to bring, and you can also use them to push them away. So sometimes you can draw a single card and carry it around as a talisman that says, you know, I want to bring the thing to me. Let's say that thing is publishing. You want to write a book or get it published. For me, the first card that comes to mind is the Empress. She is my creativity card. She's my go-to creativity card. But also the Queen of Wands mm. or the Page of Wands or any of the, you know, court cards. Depending on where you're at in the process, you can use that as an intention. I also set things on my desk, like have a little altar. I create an altar, so I harness that power of that intention around. But there's also, like, actual, if you think about Wicca 101 or, you know, actual pagany magical spells, you can combine tarot cards with other objects, herbs, crystals, and stuff like that. Put it in a tuck tuck bag or even, you know, a tuck box or something, and that becomes a spell as well. Now, I'm going to raise a kind of controversial idea here in the room. Oh, are you? Yes. So... Tarot, to me, I mean, at its core, it's 78 pieces of paper with pretty, pretty pictures on it. Yeah, some people put, you know, the power comes from how, what we do with it and where, you know, where we place meaning in it. Sometimes you can release things in a spell cast by ripping cards or tearing them in half and stuff. Rose is right now, everybody, she's about ready to sock me and whatnot. Sacrilegious topic, I know. No, no, it's, it's not about tearing cards up. Please don't do that. Please don't tear up your cards. What you can do, though, is what? Well, you can photocopy a card and do it that way. But if you, um, the reason why I say you can use a, an actual deck is sometimes you spill things on your you know, cards, like a Coke can or water. So if you have a damaged deck, instead of throwing it away, harness the power of that damaged card for a spell, whether it's to bring to you or push you away, where you can actually use that into it and breathe new life into that deck that you can't read for yourself or for others because half of the picture has been washed away but you can still kind of know what the power was. So those are some things that you can do. You could also do a photocopy of it and burn it. That's an idea. Instead of the actual cards, you can keep your deck because you really like your deck. You can also uh, use it when you're uh, looking for guidance on ways to find uh, the next steps for yourself. Also, some decks, there's a deck called the Herb Tarot, and it's Herbalist Herbal Tarot, and that'll give you some ideas on how to use the herbs that you're associated with that tarot card. Um, So it's a nice way to blend the two. Yes, Fred? So when I do some tarot spell work, uh, what I do is I'll scan the card so I have the image, and then I'll include it into a PowerPoint presentation because then I can animate the movement of the cards across the slide so I can give action to the spell and I can then use the animation to dissolve the cards and have them fade out Mm -hmm. or fade in as I want spell elements to increase or decrease. 
I think we have a techno mage in our in our presence. Yes, <laughs> at least another one. I've never thought of that, but I don't play with PowerPoint. But hey, That's, I'm going to start. Anybody else have some feedback for tarot spells? I am currently using this year uh, the Mott Tarot mm-hmm. by Julia Kuchia Watts, uh-huh. and there is at each card has an astrological printed on it in terms of the face of the moon and where that moon lies in the cycle of the year. And so in doing particular spell work, like for example, if I wanted to bury something or finalize something, uh, I would reach for the death card and the energy of the card is best activated during the full moon cycles. Think of Taurus. And so I would look in an almanac and find when that time is, plan to do that ritual at that time, maybe using this card as a focal point. And I found that to be a useful thing to have. One of the ways I use tarot in my spell work is during the uh, holidays, during the eight cycles of of the uh, year, I will do a spell or a a spread that goes with that. And I've done that off and on throughout the year and post-published it on my blog. But it's taking the element of the holiday and building a spread around that. See, for me, I tend to separate that out as tarot rituals. So there's also the idea, you know, that it's a spell and an honoring and a ritual as part of, you know, a year-long tarot practice. I kind of want to bring John in for a moment. Uh Uh-oh. Because... He reads runes, so how do do you do any sort of magical workings with the runes or any of your other oracle decks? I haven't really done so much with oracle decks uh, as far as spell working, aside from ritual, like you just mentioned, ritual working with runes or ritual spreads. But I have done spell working with runes, and we do do runes. Uh, we use the power of the rune that evokes the message or the intent of the action that we want to happen to help the universe uh, accomplish what we want to accomplish. So I've done a spell for protection uh, mm-hmm. around my home where I place a rune uh, of protection. Uh, I have these little stone pillars that I found in my yard. They're made out of concrete. They're the plugs that uh, that they use to test concrete. And mm-hmm. I have a whole bunch of them, so I created an image of the of the rune that I needed for protection on my on my front lawn area. It's not a lawn anymore, but it, there it is, and, it, and it's been charged and, and powered. And so, uh, yes, I use I use the power of the runes in there, and I might create a, a talisman where I combine different runes together mm-hmm. to create the power and draw it out, and I can see how with tarot, you can do the same thing by mm-hmm. merging the pictures together or putting them in a little uh, pocket altar or something yeah. as well. A really great deck that's good for that kind of work is uh, the Transparent Tarot yes. um, by Emily Carding. If you can find it, uh, it's from Schiffer, and you can layer the images because the way that they're laid, they're cut, they're drawn, uh, they stack well, and then you can see everything through it because it's again, it's on um, it's on see through pl- uh, plastic card stock that's see through, and you can write on them too. Yeah. Another thing, another good deck is the Handel deck. So the reason why I brought John in for the runes is some tarot decks will associate runes, whether they're correct or not, to the tradition. That's one thing I'm going to bring up. They put runes on the cards. So if you know runes in the cards, you can layer that as well and put that into your spell work as like John has been describing. Fred, you have something you wanted yeah. to add to? So along with Emily Carding's Transparent Row, uh, I showed that deck to John and he created Transparent Runes. Ah, so it allowed him to create his bind runes by layering the runes on top of each other to combine and form new symbols out of the runes. Exciting. Wow. Anybody else have anything to add? 
Um, yeah, I work mostly with Oracle. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that for spell work or ritual work is like taking the card that you want an attribute for. And like a really, um, when I was learning thing is to set up like a clear space and bring the card to yourself. And like, if you want, like you associate an animal with intelligence, you would like rub it on your forehead. Or if you want strength, you'd rub it on your arms and you'd like stick it in your pocket and carry it around all day. And that's a good way to, to bring it to you to use on everyday stuff. That's great. Dancing Tarot, that's yes. the next thing, right? <laughs> speaking of Dancing Tarot, kind of, sort of, kind of not, um, uh, speaking of pop culture as well, one of our uh, people in the room yeah. brought to our attention that there is a tarot dating app. Who is it by? Who who is it by? They are fist pumping over on, on, strangely enough, the bed, amazingly enough. Well, you know, it happens. So a tarot dating app sim thing. Yeah. Please please tell us about this. Ghosts, this is all about you. Come on. I would be honored. All right. If you want to step up to the mic and be a little louder, go for it. So tell us a little bit about this. Where did you find this? Okay, so... (laughs) Because we all know that there's Tinder, there's Grinder. There's also there's also boyfriend. That it's a picture <laughs> dating sim that's very popular out Wait, in the world. All right, yes, this is what. Okay, so uh, I might be uh, really into dating sims in okay. general. Okay, dating sims are fun. I love the concept of uh, multiple universe theory. All right, <laughs> so. Uh, Google Play is always uh, recommending me new and exciting Ochome games or dating sims uh-huh. every once in a while, especially when I get bored and I'm done with the one that I'm, I've been going through. <laughs> uh, what the game is called is The Arcana. It's by Nix Hydra. Uh-huh. That's N-I-X. And then Hydra. <laughs> it's it's an amazing uh, blog, and then that turned into a... Uh, a dating simulator, and I think is eventually going to be coming out with an art book. Oh, nice. And they wow. have an Instagram. Oh, <laughs> all right. All the moderns. And yes, listeners, I am Jamie here is going to be looking all this stuff up and linking it in the notes so that we can all find this. So it's really cool because uh, I'm non-binary, mm-hmm. and inside the game, you can be non-binary oh, nice. and gay in general. Nice. <laughs> awesome. It's very um, inclusive. That's awesome. It is. And I know for the longest time I was putting it off. I was like, oh, the arcana, whatever. Until finally I was just like, you know what? I feel a calling. <laughs> <laughs> and I downloaded it and I've never regretted it ever since. And they do these installments kind of like in chapters uh-huh. based around uh, the major arcana. Mm-hmm. And you have three so far love choices. <laughs> okay. Ooh. The beautiful and mysterious Azra. Okay. A.K.A. the magician. You have <laughs> number two, the doctor. The doctor? Okay. The doctor. The good okay. doctor. The good doctor. <laughs> and that, that corresponds to? Uh, it corresponds to, I believe, the fool. Ye, the fool or the devil, one of the two. The fool or the devil. Okay. Wow. No, so <laughs> Those are so very different. <laughs> I mean, you, if I had to explain him, you, it would be marked explicit. Okay. We don't have this <laughs> okay. Um, and then we have what is essentially the Empress. Ah. Okay. And she 
is uh, every lesbian's wet dream. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay. So then, so how does it work? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how this works. I'm old. So tell me how this works. <laughs> okay. So with Otome or uh, dating simulators, essentially in the story, you play as the apprentice to Azra. Okay. Uh, and um, you trying to learn I'm trying to figure out how to explain this without spoiling okay. <laughs> um, so you basically take on the the, the persona. character a persona of someone in the game yes and then you get to make question you know use the major arcana and the tarot to figure out your next moves in this similar, game similar similar uh, you'll be presented choices mm-hmm. and uh, depending on which choice you go for will determine how the story unfolds mm-hmm. um, do, you, is it, do you get to independently choose which of the dating current dating option yeah, you can or, or is it part of the storyline where if you choose certain it's, things, it to- okay. drives you to that love choice? So, it's really cool. So, you can date whoever you want. In the end, you'll probably... <laughs> Just like reality! <laughs> you, you get date, to pick and choose, okay. You date whoever you want. Um, the okay. only difference is that in the end, there's one in particular that you'll probably uh, align with the most. Mm-hmm. So, you can go in between people if you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, it's... it's it- but the thing nope, is, uh, the more you go down uh, other people's routes, the more the story unfolds in mm-hmm. a more fleshed out mm-hmm. manner. Okay. So it's actually very encouraged you uh, branch out in your interests. Okay. <laughs> so you try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and that third one there. We like okay. to experiment here. All right. <laughs> Have you played it all the I mean, it sounds like it's still being released as episodes, so there's mm-hmm. no end game or, you know, stop yet. Not yet. Not yet. So, because I was going to ask you if you played it to completion and how repeatable it the game, but it sounds like there might be a lot of repeat ability for gamers out there who there is. want to over, date over and over and try new things and different you know questions mm-hmm. and stuff. Thank Brilliant. You. That's great. Oh my goodness. You could almost do a whole episode just on Jamie and Rose play the tarot dating game and you know, okay. see what it's like. Turn blushing and, and nose bleeding. What? Okay. And that's a specific thing for anime people if they know what, when you get a nosebleed, you've, you've gone too far and you've turned... It's gotten too racy. Um... So, one of the things I noticed while we were in the room is that we have a fashion icon. And, yes, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, and it's something I've noticed that I've been seeing a lot more of is uh, tarot and fashion. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, you're going to come forward and be my fashion model, even though none of you can see this. There is a there is a website called Human, or is Look it Human. Look Human? And they have all kinds of amazing different pop culture and all this stuff. But our, our host, Fred, happens to be wearing the tarot card of the tower. And what it is is a picture of a stack of pancakes. Yummy, yummy pancakes. It should be waffles, but it's pancakes. Um... <laughs> With butter and and I, my my question syrup. to you and syrup and oh uh, so my question to you Fred. This is his runway watch. I was oh. just going to say there we go fashion we, model. We need to have the runway runway So my question to you I guess would be what made you choose this particular card because I know there were other versions out there because uh, Look Human has a bunch of different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got space um, which was really interesting but this one was I was like food oh. Okay, that's really cool. So, one of the things, I am a foodie. I, my college degree is a culinary degree. Oh, okay. So, food is always an attracting thing. The, this card came out because 
my birth pair is Tower Chariot. Okay. Nice. So uh, I, I saw this and I was like, oh, well, I'll get that because I'm a tower. And I was looking through the collection and sure enough, they had a chariot, which was a spaceship and I was a sci-fi geek too. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get one of each of these shirts and wear it for the days of Pantheacon because I kind of am known for the wild, crazy t-shirts that I bring to tarot conventions and he has some fabulous t-shirts let us tell you <laughs> listeners yes, he does. fabulous he does. uh so this was one of three that i had for this con so nice yeah. um and i know that he's uh, also brought he wore uh previously one that has all of the tarot symbols um it's got the four different symbols for the suits and then all of the majors which i thought was very fascinating because it's like you don't see that very often of so, course you're wearing right now rose is a t-shirt with the iconic death from sandman yes, you know, game in sandman that is kind of wrapped around a death tarot card right now yeah it's it's on it's on its own card i wish there was actually a deck because this would be an awesome well deck. there is oh the oh. uh vertigo the vertigo tarot, the vertigo tarot. has vertigo. death as sandman it's got most of the vertical world Comic stuff books. in there yeah. so you get hellblazer and all that stuff but death is card 13 well, no i meant is it this one not yeah this. Oh. it is oh. death from the sandman because it's a vertigo you know card i just thought it was all the vertigo comics i'm sorry well it is it's a combination of a lot of them but yeah death is vertigo and she's on the death card learn something new every day about the things you already freaking own yes john if you like food and you like tarot, you want the Food Fortune Tarot deck. That's true. There's that, that is a great deck. Um, that's a fun deck. And that's a print deck, or is it an app as well? It's a printed one. I don't know if it's an app, is it? It's not an app. It's a printed deck. The book that goes with it, it has its little white book is probably the funniest little white book I've ever read. The Secret Societies of Rice. It has all these secret Illuminatis <laughs> of food. <laughs> organizations and it is a super cool deck now it is not strictly a tarot deck it's mm-hmm. it's more about helping you find out what you want to have for dinner tonight <laughs> okay but it's fun food Foodomancy. Food food another yeah. another deck that does that is the epicurean yes. tarot and yeah. it's it comes with uh, recipes so if you wanted if you really want to go crazy and go what recipe do i need to pull and then you pull the card oh i need to have x you know i don't have some of them aren't or, really easy to do i will say i've got the deck like you know lobster bisque i'm like what no i'm not i can't make that because it's too involved and i'm not the moon would be a great card though that's the moon card so that's something fun to do um this has been really exciting to have you guys all on our live podcast recording um we will be editing this of course a little bit but thank you all for coming and was there something else you wanted to say i was just gonna say i hope you all had a wonderful pantheacon yes thank you Good night, Jamie. Good night, Rose. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.